trying to eat and drink and chat, all that kind of thing. We'll be back with a whole new set of awards very, very shortly. Do enjoy yourselves in the meantime. Uh, hello, and welcome to From the Rookery End, live, well, not live, recorded at the uh, FSF Awards 2018. We haven't been uh, announced yet. We are, as you might have heard if you listened to the previous podcast, uh, being uh, uh, nominated for Club Podcast of the Year. Uh, with me is Jason. Good evening. Kieran. Hello. Uh, and Colin. Hello. And ECW. Hello. Mike's not here. He can make it. So, there you go. Uh, so, we, uh, we're here uh, waiting to see if we won the award. But this podcast is going to be over a couple of days. Uh, today, we're here Monday night and Tuesday night after the Man City game. Uh, but we've been sat here over the first four or five awards, not really paying attention. Apart from when Dave Messenger, Watford fan liaison officer, was up for uh, supporter liaison uh, officer of the year. Unfortunately, he didn't win that award. We were looking at our phones frantically about the FA Cup draw. Your wishes, Jason, for that draw. What I like about FA Cup third round is that you get a lot of clubs in there that uh, we don't normally get to see. I remember many years ago going to Macclesfield Town for an away trip. I, I, I loved that draw. That was a great day out. 2-0 win that day. Remember it well. Um, and... And what we got, I think, quite excites me. I, 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 I fancy a trip to Woking. Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever been there. Yeah, walking to Woking. Maybe after a big walk in the summer, but maybe it's a bit too far. Uh, but Kieran, what, what are you expecting then? You know, we're, we're, not, we're a big Premier League team now. We're going down. Because geographically, south, they're south of us, so that is down. I'm not being condescending in any shape or form. What do you expect from Watford in that game? I think it's a lot of fun for the supporters, isn't it? You go to a game like that and you expect to win and you expect to win comfortably. But we now go to a lot of away grounds that are very similar in terms of their structure and their look. And the atmosphere can sometimes be a little bit flat depending on where you go. The away end is always usually bouncing, but you know, how, what sort of allocation are we going to get for working away? A few hundred if we're lucky? Oh, so, yeah. so I think it, for those people who are going to be lucky enough to get a ticket, it's going to be a lot of fun for them. It's going to be quite nostalgic for some of the older supporters as well, because you think about some of the grounds that we used to go to in the third division, fourth division. We haven't been to any of those sorts of grounds for quite some time. So a lot of fun for those supporters and uh, hopefully a, a win. And I, I tell you what, it also shows how quick this last year has gone because it only feels like yesterday we were doing a podcast down to Southampton in the fourth round of the FA Cup last season we were all talking about how much we love the FA Cup and I do I love the FA Cup I hope we can beat Woking comfortably but I hope those oh, people hang on, hang on, dinner's coming first course I hope those people lucky enough to get a ticket really enjoy the day out okay what we, what's this Colin what have we got in front of you I've got some sort of flan <laughs> <laughs> oh here's the menu uh, for, oh Dropped it in my plan. He's dropped it in my plan. <laughs> it's artichoke, arch, artichoke creme brulee tart. DW, who are you of all the Watford players that we now have on our books? You know, the FA Cup third round is an opportunity to see maybe a one or two you haven't seen before. Who has got to play in that game? Who, who have you got to see in that game? Because it's bound to be picked for television. Watford broken. I think it will be a pick for television. I think it's, it's it's one of the three or four best ties of the round. I think they're, I think Arsenal and Tottenham are both away from home, potentially against non-league opposition, depending on replays. Apart from that, I think we're right up there in terms of the romance of the cup. Who do I want to see play? I want to see our best players play. You want to see like like Wilmot or, or Queener? No, I don't want to take it easy. 
penalty. I don't want to rest any players. I, I want to get. I want to avenge that terrible, <laughs> terrible day at Wembley we had a few seasons ago against Crystal Palace. I want a cup run. I want to go all the way, and I want to win this match against Woking. And it's going to be tough. It'll be a, a way to a non-league team. Will be difficult for some of those players. Some of those players never experienced that before. But play the best players and let's win. Fighting talk from DW, but we, we went away with the podcast last year, uh, Colin. When we were away at uh, Southampton, it wasn't a great away day, especially for Jose Holibas and his uh, uh, conversations. Let's say he had with uh, with some players, uh, with some fans after the game. Um, what, what what's going to make it a great game, though? Is it simply a win for you? It's an away trip, but. Is it just a wage up and a win? I think when you go to a small ground like that, I think it, there is a, an element of excitement. We're the big boys now. Um, they'll, they'll be sniffing um, an upset, as will the media, I suspect. They'll be thinking, well, that, that could be one that could be a shock. But I have to say, I think that's, for me, and I, I don't want to jinx us, but it, it, when, I, when I look back at the Reading game in the EFL Cup and the, the game against Tottenham, where Javi changed all 11 players and played a completely different side, uh, and we played very well, played in the same system, and... and, and won the first game, drew the second game, lost on pens. I, I, I suspect that we will see uh, Wilmot and Queener uh, and possibly Gomi, which would be nice for everybody. But for me personally, it's great to go back there because uh, I grew up going to some awful places, really. Um, Aldershot is the one that sticks in my mind where there was always massive amounts of trouble because that was just the 80s and that's how it was. But um, it will be, it'll be fascinating. We'll probably get 500 seats. Uh, you'll have a kind of real... They'll do it on the category A++, so you'll have the real kind of hardcore what for fans who go to every single away game. It's a, it's a, in a way, it's a kind of reward for their dedication to be able to get to that game and, and watch it live. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Although, having said that, about one of the best players to play, what a time for Alberto... Penyaranda to make his debut, eh? Here we go, son. Get out there and woking. No sunshine for you, sonny boy. It's a, it's a very muddy pitch, the non-league team. Listen, the lad was brought up in Venezuela. He, you know, he's, he's used to a, a tough environment and, a, and tough football. It's very physical Latin American football. I remember the it's World... not woking. No, but I remember the, uh, the World Cup in Brazil. I was going, oh, it's going to be loads of people falling over, loads of feigning injury. And in fact, that was one of the toughest World Cups we've seen. There was a lots of mad tackling, referees letting all sorts of things go that don't get let go in Europe. He's a tough little character. If he gets in the game against Woking in a pouring rain on a muddy pitch, I back him. <laughs> uh, you know what we should do tonight? <laughs> yeah. As we're here at the Football Supporters Federation Awards. I don't know if he's in the room, but nominated for commentator of the year tonight is none other than the Woking assistant manager, Martin Tyler. Did you know that? No! Martin Tyler is one of the assistant managers at Woking no. FC. Is he really? He's not. 100%. Yeah, he is. Right. Alan, Dows- Alan Dowson is the manager. Tyler is one of his two assistants. All right, Colin, your job is to go and find Martin Tyler. Yeah. You're the blinky producer. You find him. I'm producing you now. Okay, I shall find him. And we shall have a chat. Uh, we're, we're, uh, yeah, that, that's the draw. We'll see what happens in January. Uh, but it's time to tuck into uh, our first course. Uh, plenty of wars to come. Uh, we've had a few. We've got a few more to go. Uh, one of them will be ours. Uh, and we will see what that sounds like. Just see what it sounds like. Lose or win. We can't draw this one. Uh, so, more to come uh, from the Football Sporters Federation Awards. Are we okay for a chat, Martin? Yes, yeah. Maybe he's going to eat my pudding. So, Martin, the FA Cup draw has taken place this evening. You've actually come to the FSF Awards straight from the draw. You're a Woking man, a Woking fan, and you've drawn our club, Watford FC. Can you tell us what your initial reaction was? Well, it's very strange for me because having been a Woking fan for all these years, over 60 years, 
now I'm the joint assistant manager. So finally I got on the team photo this year. So my involvement in the draw was more than just as a fan. It was who are we going to get and how are we going to try and beat them. Um, as soon as the draw was over, I was asked to go on the Radio 5, the Monday Night Club. And uh, they had some nice, gentle questions. And then Chris Sutton went, uh, well, can you win? And I said, well, can I think about that tomorrow? Because it's really exciting. Yeah. We're thrilled. We've got great relationships with Watford. Um, we've been trying to get uh, Sam House to come back to be our goalkeeper. He was our goalkeeper at Hampton and Richmond. Um, and Watford have kept him. We've, we've, I've been at the training ground. Tony Parks, who's no longer the goalkeeping coach there, but we've tried very hard to get him out. Watford needed to keep him for all these underage games. So there'll be a bit of banter with Sam because we speak to him a lot. Um, and obviously, I, my, I have a parallel life doing football commentary, yeah, no, which is, you probably don't this, know about. This is that, the thing really. that's most interesting for us, yeah. obviously. I found out this evening. Um, congratulations, by the way, on winning uh, Commentator of the Year. Most people would know you as a commentator. Obviously, you've, you've been part of the game for so long, and not many people would know that you, you were actually an assistant manager at Woking. H how much of the time are you spending in your free time, if you like, on the training pitch in the tracks? Is that, is that something that you're doing down there? I'm every Tuesday and Thursday when we train. I'm out on the training ground. I put the cones out. I, no, I do a fair bit of the, uh, the warm-up and the physicality. What I really do is nick ideas from the training sessions that I go to see for work, for my day job, and try and translate them into the needs of non-league football. I've been doing it for about 14 years now with a wonderful manager called Alan Dowson, who really should get all the credit for what Woking have done. Uh, we were four years at Hampton and Richmond. We had uh, some good times there as well in the National League South as well. Uh, so uh, football is my life. and. I can find time for it. If it's football related, I can find time for it. Um, and luckily, with preparing, because sometimes the commentaries clash, as happened uh, at the weekend, and you wouldn't believe it. I was, it was a Saturday game against Swindon in the second round for Woking, and then television moved it to Sunday. <laughs> uh, so I couldn't go, but obviously the boys did us all proud, and uh, I was thrilled. I had to deal with the emotional side of it between 2 and 4 o'clock and then at 4.15 it kicked off at Anfield where I was commentating. So it was a bit of a test of the, um, the usual song frog, perhaps wasn't quite as cool and calm as it normally might be. So if you're not working uh, on the day of the fixture, you will be in the dugout? Presumably. Yes, yeah, I, I'll be in the dugout for the Watford game because I can't be working that weekend because Sky don't have the, uh, the FA Cup uh, and there are no Premier League games over that weekend. So this time, of course, in the second round there were, but I was, I've been at all the other four rounds we've been at. We started in the second qualifying round and we've come through some quite difficult games. Torquay away in the first round proper was Gary Johnson's just taken over there as manager and um, they were strong favourites to beat us even though we're in the same division, they're full time and we're not. So we got through that and then of course to go to Swindon was above and beyond the call of duty for the players. They were, they've been amazing, really amazing. When we joined Woking uh, in the middle of May, we had no players. They'd been relegated from the National League and all the players' contracts had run out. We managed to rescue a couple, but basically it's a completely new squad started together in pre-season at the end of June. And we've done okay. Um, we probably surprised ourselves. And now we've got to surprise ourselves and shock ourselves and maybe shock the nation. But I love Watford Football Club. I've had wonderful experiences there as a broadcaster for many years. Um, obviously, Graham Taylor was... Um, uh, somebody at the start and I met Graham when I was starting in my commentary career at Yorkshire Television he was manager of Lincoln City 
and that friendship carried on all the way through until sadly we lost him. Uh, so uh, it, it'll be uh, a huge respect. I can promise Watford a, a wonderful welcome to our stadium. Um, I can't promise any tickets because it'll be very tight. Um, that will be a question that Watford fans will want to know. What sort of allocation are we likely to get? Well, I'm not sure. Our capacity is just under 6,000, I think. So it will be the FA rules on, the, on that. So there will be some. Um, and I'll get two if I'm lucky. And one of them go to the lady who's sitting on my right here. Uh, so um, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be amazing. But we've both got a lot of football to go through until then. The sort of funny part about it, um, from my point of view, because these are parallel worlds for me, but they are now colliding, uh, is that I'm commentating for the Premier League at Everton a week tonight. Yes. And then on Boxing Day, I'm coming to the Watford game with Chelsea for Sky. So I hope um, the Watford authorities will allow me in to commentate. <laughs> Well, you'll be getting, in, you'll be getting inside information, won't you? You'll be well, seeing uh, players think, and I, tactics. You'll I, be scouting us, basically. I, I will be scouting, but I don't think I'll be getting any inside information. And I, I think if, even if I got every piece of inside information, and what for a wonderful club with wonderful players and a, and a very popular manager, I speak obviously knowing what the players think of Javi, but as from the media perspective as well, he's uh, absolutely charming to work with. I'm sure he is for you guys as well. He's a credit to himself credit to those who appointed him and the credit to the players who play for him and they certainly do play for him it'll be a great event um, obviously we we carry the hopes of the romantics uh, and Watford have been in that position in the past where they've been the underdogs many times and come through strongly as well yeah it's quite an unusual position for us isn't it Kieran to be in that position of being the kind of the, the bigger the bigger team going to a smaller side and, 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 and the expectation on us to be favourites and to play like favourites and, and to go to uh, to Woking's ground and perform and I think that's something that we as Watford fans feel a bit nervous about because we've often not been able to deliver on occasions like that. Well it's a nice ground, it's got a big stand behind one goal that holds uh, a good quarter of the capacity of the ground. Um, there'll be no antipathy, we'll make you very welcome but I want to just put one thought into your mind and this is something that Richard Walker knows at Watford and he hasn't been able to deal with and it may be impossible. But one of my favourite players, when I was a Woking fan, ended up playing a long time for Watford. He played for Woking, I think, in the late 19... maybe 1960, 61. His name is George Harris. And he is a Watford legend. If you look back, you're too young. You guys are too young to have seen him. But I want to know if George is still with us. And if he is still with us, I now make a personal invitation to have him as our guest of honour for the fixture on January whatever it is so um, everybody will be welcome but if you can find George and bring him as well that would be even more special for me well that is a, a great way to finish I think will any Watford fan listening to this if you are aware of whether George is with us Martin has put out the plea let us know so that he can be a guest of the game Martin we wish you well for the rest of the season we obviously hope that our club wins on the day but we hope that everyone has a good day on that FA Cup the FA Cup a great competition we've already spoken about how much we love the competition and uh wish you very well for the rest of the season it's a proper tie isn't it it's a proper tie we're thrilled to have a premier league team to come and particularly thrilled to have watford come because we know the values i've grown up with the values i've seen at first hand the values they're fantastic it's a proper community club in a difficult world where commercial 
activities have taken the game into different places, way beyond what it was when I started following football, way beyond probably what it was when you started football. Delighted that uh, the Messrs Hullet and Ince have brought us together. I saw that draw from very close quarters tonight, and it was a thrilling moment, and I hope it was for the Watford fans too. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you Martin. Much. Club podcast, frequently offerer. A more ex expert view on the prospects and the fortunes of a side by supporters for supporters. And with many hundreds of thousands of downloads a week, it's a medium that's now many supporters go to destination for the real lowdown on their club. To present the award for Club Podcast of the Year, welcome on stage with me, BBC Football's Conor McNamara. Oh, yeah. right, here we go, here we go. Thank you very much. Um, I'm a big fan of club podcasts, uh, but I'm travelling to a game. I always try to listen to the podcast of that team. I nick all their best lines, so I'm a big, big fan. <laughs> the nominees for club podcasts of the year are... The 77 Club. Blue Moon. Charlton Live. From the Blue <laughs> Fulhamish. No, nay, never. And the winner is. Ooh, it's one of the good ones. From the Rookery. Yeah! Yeah! And that was yesterday. You can tell we didn't record anything after the uh, getting announced <laughs> as the Football Supporter Federation's Club Podcast of the Year. And as you can hear from my voice, it was a good time afterwards. Uh, Mike, you weren't there, um, but you were get, we, 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 you know, I think we start by saying um, it's, it's brilliant to have won the award, but absolutely fantastic reaction we got from uh, everyone who sort of follows us on, on social medias. Yeah, it's Mo Salah and me, the big names that weren't able to make it to the uh, awards last night. But yeah, I think... Obviously, the, the award is amazing. It's a massive yeah. bonus for us. Um, doing this is great fun. Doing it for a club like Watford is amazing fun. As we've always said, they've been brilliant with us. The access they've given us has been absolutely terrific. We've done this with the support of the club. Um, and it's a joy to do, and the, the award is a nice little cherry. But the really genuinely heartwarming stuff, the re real reward is the, is the stuff that we've had from, from people on, on social media just sort of saying... Congratulations um, and lots of thank yous as well for lots of people. The ones that really got me were the guys who say you keep us in touch miles away, you know, in Dubai, in you know, far flung corners of the world. So incredibly rewarding, I'd say, is probably the best way of describing it. So thank you to absolutely everybody that listens because it reminds us that people are out there listening um, <laughs> and people enjoy it, and that's that means a lot to us. Um, and people who took the take the time to listen, then took the time to tweet or, or leave a message on Facebook or, or Instagram was incredible and it's yeah in, yeah quite emotional I felt yeah, yeah, yeah. that felt last night and uh, so a massive massive thank you to everyone um, and through it I think we've kept our love of football kept our love of Watford rekindled quite easily because of this because of this podcast the people we've met the places we've been the things we've done all because of football all because of Watford so love it absolutely delighted very surprised very proud um, yeah and humbled I think but yeah. thank you to everyone um, Jason, the, the award is quite heavy. It was reassuringly heavy. I, 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 
count or can't count uh, the number of times I said that. Well, what's the phrase? If I had a pound for every time I'd said that, that's what I want to say. Yeah. I, yeah, it, 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 it's just it's great, isn't it? It's yeah. just, just that, that, that feeling. I think when the... The reaction, um, I think you sort of accidentally recorded it, didn't you, John? Yeah, the yeah. reaction when uh, when he got announced from the whole table was just amazing. And even as we're walking up, we've sort of, because obviously there were five of us there sort of, uh, picking up the awards, we've all sort of gone different directions around the table <laughs> and then sort of bumped into each other halfway up. Lots of sort of back slapping and hugging. And there were people on the table sort of, oh, well done, well done. It's just such a great feeling yeah 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 well winning is a good feeling it hasn't happened for Watford for a while we are outside Vicarage Road after losing just 2-1 to Manchester City this is progress 6-3-1 to to 2-1 it's better it's getting better um, we'll have a quick chat with the game uh, to finish off the, the podcast this week of, of, uh, of football for Watford um, Mike uh, so many phases to that game bits where things were just Man City being Man City and being uh, brilliant, um, you know, punching us almost constantly, uh, keeping us. We were on the floor and they kept punching. And uh, but but there were some great phases for Watford and there were some great players as well. Uh, comebacks and, and debuts. Yeah, I think we we've come out feeling fairly positive after that game, which is something compared to six nil. Was it six nil last yeah. year and five? nil the yeah, five yeah, on the yeah. before that whatever so coming out we, we feel better and I think it's important to frame it correctly and say that Man, Man City absolutely walloped us for large portions of that game Ben Foster was on in absolutely inspired form I think his his Man United sort of genes were coming through and he saw the <laughs> uh, he saw the sky the, uh, the sky blue of uh, Man City he turned into Super Ben unbelievable that first save from Mane when he's clear through he got his arm up and swatted it away that sort of set the um, set the tone for Foster's performance and he without doubt kept that to a, a, a realistic a, a reasonable and unembarrassing quite mm. frankly score but fine margins in the Premier League isn't it fine fine margins and um, we had nil nil another good opportunity Pereira in the box goes for goal Isaac success open at the uh, to use American parlance <laughs> open in the end zone you know he's there unmarked at the back stick little dink across little bit of composure from Pereira that could be 1-0 to Watford and in a game against Manchester City 99 well 999 times out of a thousand we're going to lose it's it's basic it's simple they are that much better as, as individuals and as a team so to counter that you need to take your chances when they come so when that chance arose we'd already could have been 3 or 4 nil down potentially but in the Premier League and where Watford are at now on a little mini bad run of form and it is it is a bad run of form those are the chances that need to go in, in the back of the net and I think the thing that got me down a little bit was just the past just the mistakes mm. and, and, and it's easy to call them unforced because a lot of them weren't on, on the face of it were you see those blue players fizzing around and you look up who it is it gets in your head and I think there was a lot of unforced errors that were forced by the, by the opposition not, and it wasn't just the passing as well. There were things like a couple of times where we got caught offside from a set piece. That, that's not Manchester City playing well and, and, and making that happen. That's, that's basic football. And if you do that at Woking away in the, in the FA Cup, you're going to get yeah, caught out. You're going to lose possession. So things like that. You, you need to get the basics right and be on your game if you want to compete against Man City. It was the end of the game that was fantastic. Well, you know, um, Queener got his uh, his league debut. We know we've seen him in the, in the League Cup, um, and there was a, a phase change when he came on. There was a maybe a bit more energy, maybe a little bit more urgency, and then, you know, wondering where where that come from. Where where 
why didn't that happen a little bit earlier? Um, but there was, uh, a, a, yeah, the last 20 minutes, there was a definite change in Watford's attitude. Yeah, and I think that was the game plan. That was the tactics. It was to try and stay in the game. If you if you play an open game from the off, we're gonna we're gonna get battered, and we nearly got battered anyway because it's Man City. And, and we're like Mike said, Foss had to be on good form to make sure we were still in the game. But yeah, they came out such an intensity that we had to we had to defend for our lives and and we did compete we did sort of battle for for all the the mistakes that that were going on we worked really really hard to stay in the game and it wasn't just Foster's good saves there were some great tackles some great blocks and and the guys did a good job of staying in the game it's a shame we couldn't get to half time Uh, and then I think I said at the time the second goal will probably come quickly didn't come as quick as I thought it would but it did come reasonably quickly after half time and that's a bit depressing but it's 2-0 it's still in the game and and our friend Aidy Boothroyd used to say 2-0 is the most dangerous scoreline in football and it turned out that way because then as the game sort of started to open up we like you say we brought Kino on and then Chalaba went off for, uh, for, for Delafeo and he had a bit more sort of buzz about and a bit more energy there was one moment where you thought Kiko was going to get the ball Jerry's come from nowhere and literally sort of steamed in front of him to get the ball and all of a sudden there's a bit of yeah. bit of passion and a bit of fight and we, we, we're looking to do something now the goal came and it just changed the game completely they, Man City didn't panic but no. they, they they were worried they, they no, were nervous yeah, yeah. They, they were having to defend yeah I mean this this is now at 15 games this is the worst points tally we've had since we've been back in the Premier League which probably can we call it the lowest because worst sounds like it's okay. a really bad thing it's lowest. just lowest I'm by how to, many though I'm going to by not, how many not by many no exactly so you mean a statistical uh, I'm going to use it painter to, I'm going to use it to be positive <laughs> because but I feel more positive about this side after 15 games than I have done Possibly with the ex- with the exception of Kike's side when we when we first came up when obviously Igalo and Troy were were smashing him in from all angles because as Jay said there this team has heart which I think has probably been looking like it started to ebb away in previous seasons and this is the time and you know look at the results and you might argue that's the case again and I think Leicester is probably a, a better example of where we didn't quite see what we wanted to see from from some of those guys but I was watching there tonight thinking. We're going to come up short here, but they've kept going again. They've tried keep. You can see they're trying to execute the way Javi wants to play. They're all talking to each other's little hand gestures, whether it's after eight minutes or 88 minutes, whether it's 3-0 down against Liverpool with nothing to play for or 2-1 with all to play for here. I think they kept their shape. They kept the ideas, kept trying to execute the ideas. And I thought they did really well. There's a lot, a lot, a lot to like about this Watford side, but there's also a lot to like about Chesham United, who are my <laughs> local team and pretty and almost bottom of the Southern Premier League. Being that having a lot to like has to translate soon into into results. It would have been incredible if we'd nicked a, a draw here. It would have been probably the most undeserved. Well, that's not fair. It would have been an unlikely draw because um, I think we would have deserved it for, for coming back into it. That would have been great. That would have kick-started our season. But on our WhatsApp group, Colin said that's that's a decent performance. That's as good a um, a good a springboard as you probably can have going into a very very difficult and highly charged game away against Everton. We've got an extra day to, to recover. We're playing on Monday night, so I think you could see that they gave it everything. They were all sort of down on their haunches, on their backs, um, really disappointed to have have not got something from Man City, which I think is good. I think that's positive. I think if we're realistic and as football fans we shouldn't be realistic but if we are that's probably as good as we could have got out of that I'm proud of them 
I'm proud of them. It's been a, it's a sticky little patch, and we're about to find out what this, type, this side's made of. We need some of them who might go missing. You know, Pereira, it's getting cold. He might start mm. thinking about those knees again. Capu's got to come back from his um, cut back from his suspension, if indeed it is upheld, because I think we're appealing uh, the appeal. No, it's, it's, uh, <coughs> it's been denied. Okay. So he's, he's got to come back firing again. Um, and somehow we've got to start finding the back of the net because uh, the opposition goalies aren't having to do enough. So we're about to find out now about whether we're going to translate a good team who is, who is working hard, who is, is playing for the boss, who has got heart, whether they can turn that into something special. I think they can, but we're approaching crunch time. Well, we did turn, uh, we did have something special, and that was last night, where we won Club Podcast of the Year 2018 uh, at the Football Supporters Federation. Yeah, thank you to, uh, I, want, you know, I want to thank everyone who's part of the team uh, on a regular basis, the contribution of the WhatsApp group, all you guys who, who follow us and, and listen um, on, on social media, and anyone who's helped over the last nine years, being on a podcast, giving an opinion, somewhere along the line. Yeah, we hope it to be a, a gathering of Watford love uh, and put out via. Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts on a Sunday slash Monday. Way to take the romance out of it. It's not talking about massive corporations. We just we love getting the Watford news out there. We love getting our, our Watford story out there. We started this, us, us three blokes talking about Watford and trying to share it with you. It's been amazing um, and we're just so um, grateful that, that so many of you seem to care and enjoy it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We go off to Goodison to see the snake. <laughs>